This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code SPILLED at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about cocoa nibs, or possibly cacao nibs, we're not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to be using them interchangeably through the whole episode. And I think I think that's legitimate, because I was looking on Wikipedia, and uh, basically it says that they're interchangeable. So like... And as we know, Wikipedia is truly an authority on yes, everything. I edited the Wikipedia page. I said, <laughs> Molly and Matthew can say whatever the hell they want. I hit save. I printed it before someone could undo my edit. And now here we are. Woohoo! Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I I think like when you say cacao, like that most often refers to like the plant as a whole, like the tree with the... Have you ever seen a, a cacao no, plant? No, It's a crazy plant. Really? The, the cocoa pods, so they're these big kind of pods that look sort of like footballs crossed with big coffee beans, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like, I don't know, six to 12 inches long. And they're kind of hanging off the trunk of the tree. Off like, the trunk? Yes. And, and and some of the branches, but they're not like like at the ends of the tips of the branches. They're just like hanging all over the tree like like it's been festooned for a for a parade. You know, this is another one of those things, kind of like artichokes, uh, where it just makes you wonder, how did somebody right. ever figure out what the hell to do with this? Yeah. Because so, basically, so so when you get this cacao pod, right, you have to like use a machete or something and hack the top off of it. You absolutely have to use a machete. Just like, that's how you start. It's All the best it. foods start, start with a machete. A machete. Yeah. So you hack the top off, then, then there's kind of like this like mass of seeds in the middle, kind of like in like a gelatinous 
substance, right? Yes. And the gelatinous substance I've heard is extremely delicious and like you have to eat it right away because it goes off immediately and there's no way to like package it for export or anything. I've never had it. Although as we know from the grapes episode, you and I really have mixed feelings about gelatinous pockets containing seeds. I guess that's true. (laughs) So maybe Um, it isn't the best thing for us to go for. Yeah. Um, So wait, we were talking about something a minute ago that I wanted to go back to, which is machetes. How weird. Yeah, machetes, cacao trees. I have an idea for a cookbook um, that could be called like start with a machete and it could it could cover cacao pods and um, coconuts coconuts what else can you machete pretty much an anything animal an, an animal and and it's gonna be like a coffee table sized book like like <laughs> like a uh, you know like a fight on type of deal and uh, every every couple of pages it's gonna be like a full bleed literally in the case of macheting an animal <laughs> full page spread of like a really attractive person with a machete like lopping the top off a coconut there'll be a calendar tie-in awesome. um, like, okay let's let's really do this okay let's forget about it I like how you you just you're really doing it. I'm. I should be on in the Shark Tank, or is that that's the show where people like pitch their dumb businesses, right? I, I don't know. Okay, I think it is. As we as we uh, as we have established, we here on Spilled Milk are on the pulse of pop culture. I think maybe what I'm thinking of is the Voice. I think you're thinking of The Apprentice. Um, it yeah. all comes back to Donald Trump. <laughs> all right. So, um, oh, so what? So Coco Nibs. We we haven't even gotten to what right. Coco Nibs so, are. Okay. So you 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 use your machete. You cut open this pod. You've got this mass of seeds inside, and they're they're pale. They're not like right. They're so it's th- like it's like how you have green coffee beans. Are these like yeah? Those which are would call green cacao beans i guess so yeah so these are the the uh the <laughs> cacao are, beans yeah, the, or the cocoa are beans so that you open up the pod and the beans are inside they're bigger than coffee beans they're pretty big beans and then they get fermented mm-hmm. and then crushed up into nibs do i have the order of that right i'm not totally sure yeah no i think i think, I think, I think you're I right they get fermented and roasted usually yes or fermented and dried yes wait so how do they ferment Oh, the, you just put them in sacks and leave them sitting around in the proper atmospheric conditions? Once again, how did somebody figure this out? Or like, how did somebody figure out making fish sauce? <laughs> Let's take a whole bunch of fish and pack them in a barrel with salt and leave them Okay, for a here's long my hypothesis. Well, I mean, you know, everything involving, involving something preserved or fermented, there's some, like, element of desperation involved, That's right? True. Like, winter is coming, and, like, if we don't figure something <laughs> out, we, we are screwed. don't figure out how to put this milk in a mold and... and and rub it with ash and inoculate yes. it with mold. It's <laughs> and gonna... put it in a little like wooden box and sell it for thirty nine dollars. <laughs> like that's how you make starve. it through the winter. Yeah, yeah. You know, as as they say on Game of Thrones, winter <laughs> is coming. Start rubbing your cheese. <laughs> So we still haven't gotten to what are the nibs. Okay. So, so we ferment and toast these things and then crunch them up into nibs. If you're then going to make chocolate, you like grind up the nibs and, and like conch and you them add and sugar. heat them and add sugar and stuff. But the nibs have become a phenomenon in and of themselves. So it's basically chocolate minus the creamy mouthfeel and minus the sugar. Yeah, but the taste is really different. It's, uh, even, they have a wonderful bitterness. They're not yeah. they're not sweet at all, but they're deeply chocolatey. Yeah, they have kind of, you know, like a throaty buckwheaty kind of thing going on I to me. I love when you use the word throaty. Um, yeah, what do I mean by it? I don't know. It just seemed like a thing to say. Okay, so we have a whole bunch of nib type stuff here. Yes. We ordered some roasted cacao nibs from Theo here in Seattle. Yep. Um, I often use these at home. 
you also purchased some raw cacao nibs. Yes, from the bulk section at uh, the co-op near me. Okay, and you also bought what? And this one is uh, sweetened, roasted sweetened cacao nibs that are like specifically designed for snacking. So let's. Uh, so I have made the mistake of of buying raw cacao nibs to use in baking and not realizing they were raw. Mm. And I'm eating some of the roasted ones. I found the raw ones kind of revolting at the time. Now I'm eating one right now and it's fine. What was I thinking? Okay, let me try a roasted one. Yeah, not so different. Not so different at all. What was I thinking? Um, well, it's possible that I think I bought raw ones and they're actually roasted. That's certainly a possibility. In fact, I think I prefer the flavor of these raw ones over these roasted ones. I like them both. Part of what I love about nibs is they have this wonderful crunch. Yes. They're very hard, but once you get into them, they they yield. Like, unlike a corn nut, for instance. <laughs> we oh, still have to do that corn another, nut episode. It's going to be another dental emergency conversation. Uh-huh. Now, unlike a corn nut that just keeps fighting back against you the whole time you're chewing oh, it. Oh, for sure. These, they relent. Yeah, when we do that corn nut episode, you're just going to have to stare into the abyss, aren't you? I have a dentist appointment on <laughs> October 8th. So you're so saying we should do it before that or after it, that? Let's maybe do it oh, before, before that. Before, so in case yeah. something goes horribly yeah, wrong. Yeah, I've already got my appointment. I'm already... Okay. Oh, so now this. Tell me about this, Matthew. It's, mm. just, it's just sweetened. Oh, so I first came across something like this mm, at, at... I don't like this. Oh, I like this a lot. I first came across this at Byrite Creamery in San Francisco... They basically uh, sort of um, toss the nibs in a like a sugar syrup, yep, and I'm, then dry them, and they put some salt on them. Or maybe wait, maybe they roll them in chocolate. Maybe they dip them in chocolate. Oh, that sounds good. So they're almost like little BBs. Now I'm a totally unreliable narrator. I can't even remember what I ate. I've, but I like these ones I that don't. are coated in sugar. The thing is, like um, the the aftertaste. I feel like it. It the sugar drops away, and there's there's like this sudden bitterness that comes through like like a like a punch to the jaw. Oh, but I like it. All right. I love being punched you, in the jaw. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Into it almost as much as dental emergencies. A punch to the jaw can can result in a dental emergency, mm-hmm. at least judging by cartoons. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Now, let's say you don't have a website and you need a website. Let's say that you even need kind of a complicated website with like an online store or maybe you're a photographer and you got a portfolio. Squarespace can make all of this happen for you. Yes, one word, Squarespace. It sounds like two words, but in this case, it's one. So you're going to go to squarespace.com. You will uh, sign up for a free trial, no credit card required. You're going to choose one of over 20 professionally designed templates. Your website is going to look like you are one of the great web designers, (laughs) whether you are or not. And I'm going to guess you're probably not. I'm not. No coding required. No, no. So if if you are one of the great web designers, is there, are are there? I I think there are, yes. If you are one of the great web designers, and everybody knows who they are. Yeah, there's um, a statue of them down down at uh, the (laughs) web design park. Yeah, then they. And you can get your hands all dirty with some code. But for most of us mere mortals, uh, Squarespace can make us look good very easily when we basically don't know what we're doing. I would love it if Squarespace would get into fashion because I think <laughs> that could that could solve a lot of my problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you can drag and you can drop, if you can do th- those two things. I'm going to do those on the dance floor tomorrow night. Absolutely. Then you are well on your way to becoming a dancing queen and uh, having, <laughs> having a beautiful a nice Squarespace website. site. Yeah. So anyway, you can do this for... Um, um, as low as eight bucks a month. If you sign up for a whole year, you get a free domain name. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. And if you use the offer code SPILL, 
spilled, as in spilled milk, you can can get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for our show. And we thank Squarespace for their support of spilled milk. Squarespace. Build it, beautiful. I understand that you have a song you wanted to sing for us in this oh, episode. So we've, we've, uh, we've sung this song on the show before when we did the buckwheat episode and made the uh, Alice Medrich's uh, Nibby Buckwheat Cookies. Because mm-hmm. um, the first time I made them, uh, everyone in my family started going around singing, Nibby Buckwheat, Nibby Buckwheat. Oh, I forgot about that. That's, your, that's fam- your family's so great. I, my family's very musical. It's, it's a lot like the sound of music around here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, less Third Reich-y. Ooh, Tell me about this. So Matthew has made. Oh, I love this. Matthew has made um, whipped cream. What did you do? You infused the cream. This is also. I think everything we've got going on here is an Alice Medrich. So yeah, I uh, I put some nibs and whipped cream in a in a saucepan, brought it to a boil, set it aside to infuse for twenty minutes, strained it, chilled the cream, and then whipped it. And oh, it's great. It's and amazing. What does she advise doing with this? Just like putting it, just substituting it for, for whipped cream in any context where chocolate would be appropriate. And really, what is a context where chocolate is inappropriate? It has, um, it's funny because if I if I ate this without being told what it was, I would have a very hard time identifying what the flavor is. I, like, I might even think your cream had gone off. Right, it's not... Um, it's a very sophisticated, um, not at all sweet. Yeah, and I like my whipped cream not very sweet, and I put in like half a teaspoon of sugar for half a cup of whipped cream. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's not it's not like if you put cocoa powder or melted chocolate in your whipped cream. It's, it's this is the thing about nibs. It's a different side of chocolate. Wow, Matthew, you sound like you're being paid by like the- The, the nib council? Nib, the nib council. You know, yeah, I, uh, um, I was contacted by- <laughs> the, the the nib council, um, which uh, you know they they like to informally they like to call themselves nib nuts, um, and uh, and yeah they said uh, can you start can you start uh, hawking plugging nibs, <laughs> and and I was like sure I'm not sure if I know what you're talking about. <laughs> they said here's some here's some talking points, and they sent me the sent me the Wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah, and then they then they told you to say some word that got us started in this conversation. Oh, it was the uh, another side of chocolate? Yes. Or the other side? I don't know. Something. What did you make? So I made, uh, so this episode should be dedicated to Alice Medrich, a wonderful cookbook author, baker, lovely lady. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Keep going. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) Have you been contacted by the Medrich Council? (laughs) She, um... (laughs) She has a number of, of versions of a shortbread cookie called a sable in French, using different flowers and things. You just mentioned her buckwheat sables, yep. which she calls for nibs going in. And these are her whole wheat sables with nibs. That said, um, so I made the dough yesterday and then I chilled it. I really like to chill cookie dough overnight. Mm-hmm. I chilled it sort of just for the minimum amount of time, and then I baked it, and um, I had sort of the unnerving experience of fully charring an entire sheet of cookies. Oh, boy. And so I feel- I don't want to smell your house. Yeah, my house smells very um, campfire-y right yeah. now. That sounds kind of good, actually. Uh, anyway, but um, so I feel like 
I feel like these are not quite as good as as they will be tomorrow. Oh, don't apologize for your cookie. Now you did. You uh, we're going to link to this. I'm sure you you posted on Instagram like as they were going in. Yeah. So you know you're supposed to roll the dough into a log and then you slice it. It's a slice and bake cookie. So easy to make. Um, I used whole wheat pastry flour and you're supposed to roll it into a log. But I just got lazy and I was in a hurry, so I kind of like padded it into like a weird long disc thing. And so they kind of look like well they looked like fingers sure yesterday today they just kind of look boring no i mean they, now they look like ovals mm-hmm. i mean ovals aren't boring Mm-mm. what's the most boring shape do you think like a <laughs> pentagon now nah. i think squares are pretty square yeah okay square we're, we're putting we're putting squares on blast anyway oh, no this is still great there's anyway. nothing wrong with this cookie at all i'm gonna dip it in the nibby whipped cream oh my god really so anyway, this cookie is so buttery, so like toasty, weedy, and then you get like the bitterness of the nibs. Like the awesome thing about nibs in something like this cookie is the cookie kind of melts away, but then you still have a little bit of nib kind of like in your molars, giving mm-hmm. off this great kind of like bitter chocolate flavor. It's, it's funny. It's really how, the only thing I want stuck in my molars. I was just gonna say it's funny how some some foods, most foods, when they do that, it's annoying, but a few things are great because mm-hmm. you keep like getting to experience them over and over. Mm-hmm. I can, you're right. I can't think of any other examples where it's good either. Mm. Dip one in the whipped cream. No, I just want to eat the whipped cream off a spoon. All right. Like I'm kind of this way about guacamole too. I don't really want to eat guacamole on a chip. I just want to eat it off a fork. Interesting. We've mm-hmm. already we've already established that I and don't like I avocados, the, right? Then I eat the chips on the side. I always forget that you don't like avocados. I know there's there's a lot a lot of things about me that are not acceptable. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what else do you do with nibs? Um, well, it's you know my 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 homies at the nib council would like you to know that you know nibs are not restricted to sweet <laughs> uses that mm-hmm. uh, they're equally at home on the savory side of the menu, and that's that's just another side of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my first book, um, I wrote about uh, making a salad with arugula. Mm, I've been meaning to read that book. <laughs> Good one. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, I wrote about making a salad with arugula and having some like chopped pistachios on hand and throwing them in and then having like a little bit of leftover chocolate from a recipe I was making and throwing in some grated chocolate. And it was so good with the bitterness of the arugula and kind of the nuttiness of the pistachios. I think nibs would also be great in a salad. Yeah, for sure. Even though I usually kind of don't like kind of fancy salads like that. Um, but but we know that you do like composed salads, which sounds fancy. <laughs> it does. You know, I also, so I really like to make uh, meringue, like for pavlovas or even just meringue for eating. <laughs> even just meringue for meringue's sake. <laughs> just for meringue's sake. Anyway, um, I like to make meringue with toasted nibs. Nice. Um, because you get this wonderful, you know, sweet, airy, sticky quality from the meringue, but then this like bitter low dark flavor from the nibs it's great there's a recipe on my blog um it sounds like the meringue council and the and the nib nuts have joined forces <laughs> the m- mer nibs the mer <laughs> that sounds like some some mer-nuts. sort of weird <laughs> mer nuts that that sounds like some kind of mermaid like creature <laughs> that that maybe like you you meet one of those like when you're out on the high seas and maybe it's kind of disappointing <laughs> I mean, so, depending on what you're into. There is one place, though, <laughs> that I kind of don't love nibs, and that's in a chocolate bar. Oh, interesting. I just feel like, I don't know, chocolate, I I, I like 
bittersweet chocolate and then the nibs kind of just throw it over the edge and the whole thing is kind of you lose part of, part of what I love about chocolate is the way it melts in your mouth and it's like really oh, silky and whatever and you put nibs in there and then it like doesn't melt properly anymore. Boy, this is kind of like complaining about I don't know, having too many free oysters or something. You oh, know? is that God. did that happen to you also? No, that's like, never happened to me. God, chocolate just... bar has like nibs in it. Ugh. I'm like I just don't know if I can get behind this. <laughs> Like, do you have anything with like espresso beans? <laughs> or maybe um, like, I'd like to return, maybe like fleur de sel. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to return this chocolate bar. Like, <laughs> it's just got like too many nibs. <laughs> um, this this is only sixty two percent cocoa. Like, I was really looking for something like seventy and up. Like, can we do an exchange? This voice you're doing right now is really great. It's terrible, isn't it? It's amazing. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I printed this article from uh, from Serious Eats, which we'll link to. Um, it is by Liz Gutman. And uh, she, she talks to um, uh, pastry legend uh, David Leibovitz, who, uh, who, you know, lives in France. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he talks about um, the, the savory side of nibs. And I haven't tried these things, but he has a, a cocoa nib and spiced lamb sausage pizza, uh, shallot and beer marmalade with cocoa nibs. And, uh, you know, you can put them, you can use them to crust something and, and saute it. Whoa, really? That's what I am told. Wow. By, by the nib council. You know, I could see maybe crushing up some nibs in like a mortar and pestle and putting that on the outside of a, like a roast or something along with a bunch of pepper. Yes. What do you think? But I'm never going to do that. I, feel like I know that's with, like... I feel like the thing with nibs is they just seem kind of precious. In what sense? It, like cooking with them feels precious to me. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's like one of... Like there's there's no way to I say I feel like it's it. one thing to bake with them and then cooking with them just feels like... Like there, there's the, the like a note of like, and guess what I put in, right? Right. Like, I, I put some nibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> if, if you look at your salad, you'll find there's a sprinkling of... Perfectly roasted cocoa nibs, or as some say, cacao nibs. Like, I just want you to, like, you know, let those kind of settle into your molars mm-hmm. while you're eating the salad and just, like, think about it. Savor them for hours to come. Uh huh. What else do we need to say about nibs? Um, I don't, well, okay. One other thing, which is that I've noticed, like, I had no idea about this until I, like, looked up, like, I want to order some nibs, that, that nibs have become a total health craze. Um, like, you know, I, I have no opinion on this other than that it was funny to, to discover that there's all these brands of nibs like uh, that I've never heard of that uh, have sort of like a healthy, active sound to them. Like, I don't think there was actually one called Nibivia, but that's the kind of thing. <laughs> Nibiv DeVoe. Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so like, I, I guess this is good in a way. Like, I don't know. I don't know how much the, the quality varies depending on whether they're sold as a health food product or a culinary product. I imagine there is some some correlation there. On the other hand, it means like you can go to your, your local co-op or health food store and they're going to have tons of nibs. It used to be really hard to find them. And now it is not. They're less expensive now, too. Yeah. Am I right? I mean, hopefully the quality is still good. But um, yeah, I mean, these ones I got in the bulk bin at the, at the uh, health food store are perfectly good. So uh, I think, uh, does that do it for nibs? I think that All does right. it for nibs. Uh, you can wait, find it. Wait, really quick. Please. I don't like the word nibby. Oh, so when, um, I, when so I make a recipe a that refers to something being, you know, like a like a nibby buckwheat cookie, I'm going to call it a buckwheat cookie with nibs. Okay, let's try this. Buckwheat cookie with nibs. Buckwheat cookie. <laughs> no. 
I'm sticking with the original. Okay. I don't yeah, care I don't what you think. I don't like saying nibby. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a dumb word, but yeah. it, it's it's a word that should only be used in song. Okay. Can we agree yeah, on that? We can okay, agree on that. great. Okay. Uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll post a link to the uh, Nibby Whole Wheat Sablaise. Oh it? my God, don't say it I unless just you're going to sing it, man. Uh, nibby Whole Wheat Sablaise. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll post a link to those. Matthew will also make sure that we post a link or the recipe for the uh, Nib Infused Whipped Cream. Nib Infused. Nibby cream. I don't know. Nibby cream. Whoa. <laughs> Nibby cream. I used to use a lot of that when I was breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how are your nibs these days? All right. And you can find us. Did I already say Facebook? Did I go too far? Did you? Uh, no. No? Never. Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> Compared to the melon episode? I don't think so. Uh, Facebook.com <laughs> slash Spilled Milk Podcast, um, where I, I, bet, I bet you listeners have some nib ideas that are going to blow our mind socks off. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I'd like to return this podcast. Like, I thought it was going to be about food. But, like, <laughs> these people don't really seem to know what they're talking about. And, like, yeah, it's true. And they admitted that they altered the Wikipedia entry for cacao. Yeah, that's highly unethical. Like, do you have anything like, like an ethically sourced podcast? I'm Matthew Amsterberg. I'm Molly Weisenberg. There's a hair in my mouth. I'll look away. Looking away. Oh, do, whatever, do whatever you need to do. Um, Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.